Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about should you use Robinhood to invest, and we're going to dive into some of the current events that happened this week, and my goal is to talk about it at a really high level that makes it really easy to understand, and also, if you're someone who, like, this was definitely me three years ago and beyond, was why should I care, right? Like, why does this matter? Why should I care anytime there was something like what happened this last week. And so I promise, even if you're like, why does this Robin Hood stuff matter? I don't even know what went on. What's a hedge fund manager? This is confusing. This episode is still for you because it's really important to understand what's going on. So first, let's talk about what happened this last week. What happened this last week? Maybe you've seen it in the news or heard people talking about it with GameStop and Robinhood and all of this fun stuff happening. So again, at a very high level, wealthy hedge fund managers, and hedge fund managers, that sounds like very, like, what the heck is a hedge fund manager? Um, But imagine these people who are basically managing investments for other people. Kind of think of it like that, okay? High level. There are these people who are managing investments. And when I say investments, I mean, for the most part in this scenario, millions and billions of dollars. A lot of money, okay? A lot, a lot, a lot of money. And these hedge fund managers are working for these very powerful, wealthy people, making them more money, okay? And one of the things that hedge fund managers can do and, and, and sometimes do is called shorting stocks. And shorting stocks is basically, <laughs> is basically, in my opinion, gambling, right? You are pretty much betting against a, a company or betting against a stock and in hopes of making a a pretty big return pretty quickly, okay? So it's very, you know, it's a very quick turnover, which again, with high reward, with with the potential high reward, a lot of times comes great risk. And these hedge fund managers know, you know, anyone who's doing this knows that when you are shorting stocks, again, remember betting against these basically betting against these companies at a high level. Um, I keep saying high level, but I just, 
I don't want to get too in the weeds where the stuff is confusing. And so if you want to learn more about like exactly what shorting stocks, what, what that means or the hedge fund manager, like all these terms, please like go Google it, do the research. I just want to give big level, big level, big level, big picture. That's what I mean. Um, overview of this. So um, shorting stocks has huge risk. Hedge fund managers know this. People who are doing this know this. But what happened is these hedge fund managers decided to be shorting stock and in particular with this GameStop. And so what happened is these normal people, right? These normal people who were in this case on on Reddit talking about this decided that they were all going to go and buy GameStop stock. Okay, so stock in a company just means kind of like a little piece of the company. You own a little piece of the company. And when all of those people are going and buying stock, the price of the stock increases, which screws over the hedge fund managers. So the wealthy people who are investing on behalf of their clients, it screws them over and loses them a ton of money. And as people continued to do this, remember, these are like normal people for the most part that came together and they're like, let's all go buy GameStop stock, started screwing over these hedge fund managers to where they were losing just millions of dollars. Okay, so that's what was going on. And then, so that was already huge, huge news. Robinhood stopped... They blocked the buying of certain stocks, including GameStop and some others. They blocked the buying of those stocks, but they did not block the selling, which basically stopped the hedge fund managers from getting screwed over and allowed them to be able to sell without the price continuing to increase. Now, if they would not have kept... If Robinhood wouldn't have stopped and blocked buying, the amount that the hedge fund managers could lose it was insane, right? Like it was continuing. They were consistently losing more, losing more, losing more, losing more, losing more, and then Robinhood stopped it. Okay, so that's kind of what went on in this past, in the past week, okay? That is the the big news that is just whoa, people came together and it's just, and may I just say, may I just say the memes that have come from this crack me up. I have just been scrolling through Instagram and these meme accounts just to look at these financial memes because they're, they're so funny. So that's what happened. You have to know that first and foremost. So let's talk about Robin Hood in general and now that you kind of understand that piece of it, let's talk about some of the things with Robinhood that I want you to be aware of before investing, and especially before choosing to invest with Robinhood, if that's something you want to do. Now, here are my concerns. Let's put it that way. Here are my concerns, okay? The first concern we already talked about, which is the fact that they blocked the buying and not the selling. They blocked the buying and not the selling of of stocks, which 
in a free market, the whole point is that you can't do that. Free market literally means it just, like, you know you're going with risk. You know that you are potentially buying things that could go up or down, that you could gain money, lose money, whatever. Like, you are aware of that going into it. And you make decisions based on your risk level. Are you risk averse? Are you willing to be a little bit more risky? That is what you know going into investing. And specifically going into investing, like buying certain stocks or even more so shorting stocks. You know that that's high risk. When you are going in and investing in, for example, an index fund, is there risk involved? Sure. But that is so much less risky than going in and just buying a random stock or shorting stocks. Okay. But either way, when you go into the market, when you start investing, you know there's risk involved and you have to accept that risk going into it. And so my opinion of what happened is that Robinhood basically bailed out these wealthy hedge fund managers. They bailed them out when the risk caught up to them and they got screwed over, which in my opinion is absolutely illegal. (laughs) It's so messed up. It's so messed up. I'm so fired up about this. But again, it's, you know, and I, I preach this all the time too. Like I want everyone to be able to build wealth. I want everyone to be able to become a future bajillionaire, whatever that looks like for you, whatever goal and number that is for you. I want you to be able to get there. And I believe you can get there. But then these systems, <laughs> these big dogs in the industry come in and say, psych, you can't. We're going to put restrictions on you. We're going to put limits on you so you cannot build the same amount of wealth as these hedge fund managers or the clients of the hedge fund managers. So to me, I think that's so unethical. I think it goes against everything of a free market and it's messed up. So that's my my number one concern is that they literally blocked the buying and not the selling, which to me is super unethical. The second concern I have about Robinhood is that their slogan is investing for everyone. Their slogan is investing for everyone, which means they they target their target audience is kind of that everyday person that might not already be investing or maybe they are a little bit, but they don't really know much about it. So they're targeting the everyday person. The everyday person then goes into Robinhood to start investing and then Robinhood's like, oh, psych, you can't buy this stock and you can't buy this stock because of, you know, because of what happened. Because basically the normal people were screwing over the people, the super wealthy people. So you can't do it then. So to me, that what they did goes against their literal slogan, which again is a concern for me. Okay, moving on to next concern. Concern number three is that if you go to their kind of like the Robin Hood website, kind of like your terms and conditions and all of that stuff, 
you will see that when you go into Robinhood and you place an order, like you buy a stock, whatever, that it is sent to, quote, market makers for execution, okay? Which to me is concerning. To me, that is concerning because what does that mean, right? To me, that insinuates that they are, you know, those those market makers, like they now have incentive through Robinhood, okay? That they are getting paid to make that. And therefore, Robinhood is taking, bringing on the everyday people to go have trades and then the people and then the wealthy people are the market makers quote in that Robin is talking about they are making that trade for them and so they're the ones actually benefiting and making money off of you okay so again weird incentives that that's a concern for me as a as a consumer as a um you know, somebody who is an investor, you know, am I going to go to Robin after seeing that? Mm, I don't know. Next one going off of this, where's your info going? I'm sure you've heard the quote that like, if you can't spot the product, you are the product, right? If you can't spot how a company is making money, a lot of times your data is the money that they're making. And so a concern of mine in that perspective is when you're making trades or you're kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Your, like how you act, what your behavior, thank you, thank you, my own brain, your behavior of what you're doing, how you're spending, when you're spending, where is that information going? Where is that information going? Who is it being sold to? Who is it being sold to? Because when you are investing in, especially when you're doing the type of investing like buying stocks, buying individual stocks, you it's not just about what the company's doing, but it's about who else is buying those stocks, who else is selling those stocks, right? You're in in a sense almost, I don't want to say working against other people, but other people's behavior matters with what your decisions are. And so if if the Robinhood algorithm takes what you're doing, your behavior, and then gives it to the people who is betting against you, basically, especially when it comes to things like shorting stocks, that to me is unethical. Now, I don't know if that's where it is going, but it does not say where it's going. So again, a concern for me. Okay, just want to point out the concerns. I know I'm getting spicy today. I know I'm getting spicy today. I just kind of want this to be an episode of me ranting about this because these are the things that to me, I used to be like, I'd read an article or someone would tell me about it at a super like in the weeds level and I'd be like, WTF, are you saying I don't understand it? I'm so confused. This doesn't make any sense to me. And then therefore I would just be like, Apparently, I'm too dumb to understand this. Peace out. And I want this to be a conversation that everyone knows about and has. And so this is a very unedited version of me just kind of ranting about this. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. My next concern with Robin Hood, number five, concern number five, 
is the lack of other accounts, the lack of other accounts that they offer. So there's no Roth IRAs or 401ks or similar accounts like that. And especially since Robinhood is targeting the everyday person who might not be investing otherwise. Again, if you follow if you follow along and know what I recommend, before going out and investing in an app like Robinhood where you're buying certain stocks or doing this. I mean, I that would that is like the end of what I want you to do. The first thing I want you to do, let's just walk through. The first thing I want you to do is have some sort of emergency fund. One to three months of expenses in an emergency fund. That's number one. Number one thing I want for you before doing anything else. One to three months of expenses in an emergency fund. After that, then we want to tackle high interest debt. Tackle the high interest debt. Tackle it. Pay off the credit card debt. Then, you know, it really depends on what your goals are. You can be tackling other debt. We can be growing that emergency fund. Um, You can start investing. Um... Right in the beginning, though, I didn't mention this, of course, after you have that emergency fund or even potentially like right when you have that first month, even if you're going to three months, make sure you are taking advantage of your company match right away, right out of the get gate, the get gate. What is that? The get go right out of the get go. Is that even a is that even a phrase right out of the gate? I think that's what I meant by that. Making sure we're taking advantage of company match. So if your company offers a match on your 401k, if you contribute 3%, they will contribute 3%. We want to make sure we're taking advantage of that. So um, taking advantage of that, then we're doing, you know, one to three months of emergency fund, then we're tackling high interest debt, then it kind of depends on what your priorities are when it comes to other debt or saving for a big expense or... Um, growing that emergency fund to six to eight months or investing and maxing out your retirement account. So that would be Roth IRA, 401k, um, or, you know, whatever account you have, 403b, and the list goes on. For my entrepreneurs, there's other options for you. But making sure we're investing in our retirement accounts, because remember, your retirement accounts are still investment accounts, They're still investing. That means you're investing. If you have a retirement account open that you put money in, you are an investor. You're investing money in those accounts. But those accounts give you a tax break. When you invest outside of retirement accounts, you're not getting a tax break. So you're paying more money in taxes. So of course, but retirement accounts have limits, which is why we want to make sure we're maxing out our retirement accounts before for investing in non-retirement accounts, so any outside investing. So a lot of people are like, oh, I need to download Robinhood and start investing. But then Robinhood, because Robinhood targets them and says, you're not investing? Oh my gosh, you need to start investing. And they're like, oh my gosh, I got to download Robinhood. Then they download Robinhood and they throw their money in, I don't know, Starbucks stock or Amazon stock or Tesla stock or whatever. And they're not putting money or maxing out their Roth IRA first. So they're not getting the tax break. They're paying way more in taxes when they can first take advantage of retirement accounts. So that's a problem I have or a concern that I have with Robinhood is that they target the everyday investor, but then they don't offer some of those accounts that I would recommend the the newbie investor start maxing out first so they can take advantage of their the benefits of retirement accounts before going into other investing. 
And then last but not least, my sixth concern that Robinhood does is they really gamify investing. They gamify investing to where they make trades of buying a stock and then selling a stock and then doing this and doing this. They really make it a game where I want investing to be a long term for you. I want investing to be in the long run instead of focusing on how can I buy, um, you know, GameStop today and then sell it in two days. First of all, when you only hold on to a stock for that long, you're going to pay a very high percentage of capital gains tax on that. And so that's a lot, another thing that a lot of people don't consider with, you know, really like short term thinking in the really short run. Because GameStop, when people are buying GameStop, or I'm just using that as an example, they're not buying it so they can have it in 50 years at retirement, right? They're buying it to, I mean, in this scenario, you know, they were buying it because they were trying to screw over these and and make money in the meantime. Um, But again, I want you to be playing the long game for investing. I want you to be putting money into your retirement accounts or into you know, I would recommend index funds and, or, you know, working with a financial advisor and, 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 um, investing in mutual funds, I would recommend doing that with the long run in mind, with the long term in mind, keeping these, the, those investments for a long time, instead of logging into Robinhood and being like, oh, I have $200 in here, but now this stock looks good. So I'm going to sell the stock I have and buy this other stock. And I'm going to do this and do this. That to me is incentivizing the wrong thing to where they're incentivizing you in a way that, again, can potentially be making them money and not be working your best interest. So again, that's another concern for me. So that is... That's kind of the overview of one, what went on with GameStop and Robinhood and all that drama this week. Two, my concerns with Robinhood in general slash this elevated all of my concerns. And also, I want this podcast episode to act as a reminder that if you're feeling the stress of like, oh my gosh, I'm behind. I'm not downloading Robinhood because the, you know, that finance bro from college is like, what? You don't have Robinhood on your phone? It's okay. You're not behind. That is not what I would recommend doing first. The first thing, remember I walk you through that list, getting the the retirement match, the employer match at work if, if that's offered, having an emergency fund, paying off high interest debt, then kind of going into maxing out retirement accounts, paying off other debt, saving for purchases, and then kind of moving down the list. And then working, making sure you have your emergency fund fully funded. And then, then if you want to mess around with, with um, you know, Robinhood, or I would probably at this point recommend a different app for you than Robinhood, but then that's where you can kind of jump in. Now, if you want to use an investing app. Again, at this point, would I use Robinhood? No. But if you want to use an investing app right now, even though you're not there yet, you're not to the point you like you haven't maxed out your retirement yet, but you're like, I still want to kind of learn and see what's going on in the stock market or just kind of learn about how it works. Cool. Download an investing app, put $10 in 
and play around with that just to learn and think of it as fun money to play around with. Sure, if that's what you want to do, I'm totally fine with that. But do not, I would not recommend making that your investing strategy. Okay, so that is the roundup for today. I hope you liked this spicy rant by me. (laughs) If you did, definitely let me know because I would love to do more topics like this on current events and um, just have a really open and unedited conversation about what this looks like, what's going on and what it means for you. If that's something you want to see, you have to tell me. So leave a podcast review. It means so much to me. You guys, I mean, it means so much to me when I go and read um, podcast reviews or shoot me a DM, tag me on Instagram and tell me you like this episode so I can know that in order to create different episodes if you guys are not a fan of this kind or create episodes similar to this so you can stay up to date on current topics and also make sure that you are in the know with what you need to be doing. I hope you have a great rest of your day. As a reminder, before I wrap things up, today is the last day to sign up for the Quit Your 9 to 5 Masterclass. So if you have not already Make sure if that's something that you're interested in, sign up for that. We'll put it the link in the show notes or you can go over to Instagram, search deeper than money and it is in my Instagram bio. If that's easier for you, go check it out. We look forward to seeing you at the masterclass and we'll see you next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.